Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to Caravan right here on the Voice of the Cape. My name is uh, Muhammad Fasih Peterson, standing in for Buddhist Fisher this evening. Of course, it's a Monday evening, which means uh, we kick off the show with the night surgery, and that's uh, with Professor Kana, who joins us in studio uh, this evening. In between uh, the hours of 10 and 11, it's uh, a hospital hour, so do forget to remember, don't forget to remember those people who are not feeling so well. Uh, SMS us or call us and share your messages of support for them between 11 and 12 it's requests and dedications and that's where all the birthday messages anniversaries and con- messages of congratulations comes out and you can do that also on 0 to 1 double four two three five three or SMS us four seven nine one three but as mentioned this evening first hour we open the night surgery and once again we welcome Professor Kala into studio Professor Assalamualaikum Waalaikum Salaam Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh Professor, alhamdulillah, always a pleasure. Um, and uh, this evening, uh, we are throwing the questions open once again, general medical questions. You can phone us or SMS us this evening. And I believe it's weight and uh, age as uh, as a factor that we would like to include in the SMSs or calls, so doctor can gauge exactly where the person lies in terms of in terms of uh, uh, what we'll be speaking about this evening, inshallah. So when you, you SMS or when you call us, please tell us your age and your weight. You don't have to give your name or address or anything that identifies you. Just give us uh, your weight and uh, your age, inshallah, so that we can determine from there. Uh, but of course, night surgery this evening, and I think we'll start off talking about back pain, uh, which is something that um, affects everyone at some point in their life, um, uh, whether it be old age, I guess, or whether it be sports injuries, or sometimes just a back pain that occurs, and people wonder why and how. So, um, Professor, starting off this evening, uh, what are the most common causes of uh, back pain or lower back pain in, 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 in people? Okay, so when we look at back pain, then generally we want to decide or try and work out whether this is what we call mechanical back pain or what we would call inflammatory back pain because inflammatory back pain often is associated with a special type of arthritis of the spine, whereas mechanical back pain is the commonest cause of back pain. In fact, 90 to 95% of causes of back pain would be mechanical. And by mechanical, we mean the ligaments, the bones, the structures around the spine. Now, you know, you must remember that the spine is actually quite a large area and it covers the neck and the thorax and then, of course, the lower spine, which is generally what we talk about when we talk of back pain. So most people, when they talk of backache, they're talking of low back pain. And that usually means that it involves that part of the spine that we call the lumbosacral spine. The main thing about backache that one needs to be aware of is that uh, sometimes it may be a signal of something sinister going on. So when we see patients with back pain, then we talk about red flags. Red flags are things that alert you to not take this just for granted. And the kind of red flags that we're talking about are, for example, if you have backache and it's associated with numbness in the foot and with pain that goes down the buttock, right down to the foot, then that is often a sign of what we call sciatica. And sciatica is a feature of pressure on a, on a nerve within the spinal cord. And that we're very concerned about because if you don't treat it, then it may progress and then become irreversible. 
Doctor, on that note, uh, mm-hmm. I think we've, our first SMS uh, has come in, and that uh, number, of course, is uh, 47913. Uh, first SMS, 4662 this evening says, Salam, Doc, what is treatment for neuropathy and what is best for pain relief, the male and age 52? Okay, so neuropathy basically means that the nerves are involved. And in general terms, it tends to be in patients who have diabetes, for example. So they develop what we call a peripheral neuropathy. Peripheral means that it affects the sort of end of the nerve and often will affect the hands and the feet. And the characteristic symptom is pins and needles rather than pain. So whenever people talk about pain, one needs to actually go into more of a history to establish, is it pain or is it what we call paresthesia, which is a feeling of pins and needles. And um, the treatment, unfortunately, can be very difficult and is often not very effective. So, you know, unless we know the cause and we can work towards uh, treating the cause, Most times we treat it symptomatically and one of the treatments that they used to treat it is a tablet called amitriptyline and sometimes we would use a tablet called Tegretol. Now these are used for certain other conditions but they also help for this situation. Okay, the number to SMS 47913 this evening and uh, you can also call us up 021-442-353. You don't have to mention your name, your surname or where you stay, but you do need to share with us um, you know, your age and your weight so that we can gauge uh, in terms of exactly where you're sitting. Uh, doctor, obviously, the criteria for that, why, why weight and, and age specifically? Well, you know... It helps us to work out. So, for example, we were talking now about back pain. And if you have a person who's overweight, then we know that that often puts strain on the spine. But it's mainly putting strain on the muscles and ligaments around the spine. Although it can sometimes cause osteoarthritis of the spine. So, knowing the weight helps us. Uh, The age, of course, certain conditions are more prevalent in older people compared to young people. So, that also helps us. The gender is important because obviously males and females may have different situations which result in different conditions. So, you know, it just helps us to make a more intelligent assessment of the question. Indeed, and definitely more informed uh, as, Absolutely. A, as a result. Absolutely. Um, doctor, obviously going back to the, the, the issue of back pain, um, one thing, one term has always stuck with me and people, I've always heard, I've heard this a lot, but someone's got a slip disc and it's very, very sore. Um, what exactly is a slip disc and um, how does that affect um, you know, the health of a person and obviously how does that cause pain in, in, in an individual? Okay, so when we talk about slip disc, basically, you know, if you think of the vertebrae as as boxes that are sitting one on top of the other, then they're separated by cartilage. And what sometimes happens is that the cartilage may collapse or slip into the nerve cord because the spinal mm-hmm. cord is running through that area within the vertebrae and the vertebrae are basically uh, protecting the spinal cord. So when you have what we call a slip disc, it means that uh, part of the disc between the vertebrae has actually moved into the canal where the spinal cord is supposed to be. And that causes pressure on the nerve. And that is one of the classical causes of what we called sciatica earlier. Mm. 
So to treat that, oftentimes we need to give medication to try and reduce the swelling that results, the inflammation that results. But most times such a patient may need an operation to remove that disc from the neural canal in order to free the spinal cord and the nerves uh, so that you don't have the pain any longer. That's actually quite interesting because uh, what happens now when you remove, because obviously the vertebrae is built up as a structure and I imagine that uh, it, perhaps uh, in a, a very, very, uh, not necessarily a very sophisticated way, but I see it as a bunch of Lego blocks built on top of each other. So what happens if you remove one? Does okay, so think of cement between bricks. Yeah. And what's happening now is that the cement is leaking out. And in this situation, it's leaking out into the canal. So what they do, they open up and they remove that leakage of the canal, but they don't always necessarily remove the whole disc itself. Mm. Do you follow what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes, So it's a mechanical issue okay. and a mechanical solution. Okay, the voice of uh, Professor Kana, we're in the program uh, Caravan, and this is the night surgery. Taking up until the hour of uh, 10 with this program, you can SMS us 47913. Remember, when you do SMS, tell us your weight and uh, your age. No other details necessary. This just helps us make a better assessment of um, what uh, the person is trying to communicate in terms of, as doctors mentioned, your weight plays a huge role and your age plays a huge role in progression of illness sometimes and also understanding exactly where the person is within the, uh, within the problem that they face uh, from a health point of view. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll continue. Stay tuned on 91.3 FM, uh, The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back. It's Caravan. This is the night surgery on the Voice of the Cape. And your SMSs are welcome for any general medical questions this evening on 47913. Or you can call us up 021442330. But when you do communicate, please do share your age and your weight so that the doctor can a bit assess exactly where you are sitting within your health uh, within this con- your condition so to speak uh, the number to SMS is mentioned 47913 and uh, we've received another SMS here that simply says uh, 77 years old weight is 68 uh, female if one of your main valves are leaking and is hard and if one of your arteries is hard and the blood is reversing what is the real problem doctor okay I'm not sure that I understand the question because the blood shouldn't be reversing Uh, even though your arteries are blocked, because what the body tends to do is to then find other ways of getting the blood to where it needs to go, and it forms what we call accessory blood vessels and so on. So the blood never reverses. Uh, In a 77-year-old, if we talk of a leaking heart valve, then most times it tends to be not a leaky valve, but a tight valve. And the commonest valve involved is the what we call the aortic valve, which is the valve that sends blood to the main artery of the body, which is called the aorta. And when that happens, then patients will either develop chest pain or they'll develop uh, what we call syncope, which is fainting attacks. They may develop dizziness. Uh, and obviously, the, depending on the severity of the lesion, the patient may require a new valve to be inserted. Now, if there's an artery blocked as well, then it may mean that one of the main arteries of the heart is blocked. 
And that is why whenever we have older people presenting with this kind of problem, we always want to do an angiogram to check the arteries of the heart because while we're doing the valve replacement, we may also have to do what we call a bypass graft for the heart. So I'm not sure exactly what is going on and what they've told this patient. Uh, and, you know, I'm not quite sure what the lesion was that they explained to her she has. Number to SMS 47913, your SMS is welcome, and all calls on 021 Dr. Kala in studio this evening. Uh, next one says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, female, age 50, weighs 60, has terrible joint pains, and it feels very lumpy, especially in my legs. Please explain, uh, on no medication, am menopausal. Shukran. Okay, so, you know, aches and pains are very nonspecific features. Uh, most times they're a feature of what we call fibrositis rather than arthritis. In arthritis, usually the swelling of the joints, there's often stiffness in the morning, uh, difficulty with movement. So the possibility is that this patient suffers from fibrositis. Uh, she needs to see a GP. GP can examine her carefully. And most times painkillers and exercise are the main forms of treatment. Okay, next number to SMS 47913. Next one says, Dr. Hi, a 34-year-old male, weight 111 kilograms, has severe pain in his left foot. Didn't hurt it, nor twist it. However, he went to the hospital. They drew blood and the results came back and said it was gout attack. Anyways, uh, forward to present that, uh, to prevent that attacks as the person does not drink wine nor eat much uh, meat meds they gave was Tramzak, Arcoxia, Shukran will listen on the radio. I think this person, what this person is trying to say is uh, to prevent further attacks because they don't uh, to drink or eat anything that would necessarily facilitate that uric acid in the body. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, most times patients like these require not acoxia, but what we call colchicine. Colchicine is a very good treatment for gout, for especially for acute gout, and often to prevent further acute attacks. The main treatment to bring down the uric acid is a tablet called Puricos or allopurinol. And, you know, we've often discussed this over the radio. Some people get upset when we don't take too much cognizance of diet and so on. But here's a patient who's telling you that he's controlling his diet, but his uric acid is still elevated. And diet, unfortunately, doesn't contribute to that extent to uric acid. And patients with gout need to be treated for a high uric acid, and the treatment is uh, a tablet called Puricos. It's very effective, and once you get the uric acid under control, then you cure the gout. But a lot of patients, you know, when they have the uric acid down, they believe the gout is cured and they stop the medication. And that is a big mistake because the gout is not actually cured. The hyperuricemia is controlled and therefore the gout is cured. Do you follow? Okay. And the hyperuricemia needs to remain controlled with the use of this tablet called Puricos. Next question, doctor says, uh, um, male 30 years, I have piles, very swollen and pain. Must I remove? And then it just stops there. I think that uh, there's a part to that SMS missing. Uh, I don't know if doctor was able to, 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 to assist with that. Okay, one. so it sounds like this person has what we call an external pile mm. because it seems to be protruding and it can be very painful. Sometimes using an ointment like Sherry Proc, 
for example, may reduce the swelling around the pile and improve the symptoms. But otherwise, yes, you need to have an operation. It's not always an operation as such because sometimes they can tie off the pile and then it just falls off. Uh, but other times you may need to go and do a formal what we call hemorrhoidectomy, uh, which can be quite a, a big operation and requires a lot of aftercare. Okay. And uh, you can call us up zero two one double four two three five three this evening. Your messages uh, or your, your your questions for doctor uh, in the night surgery. We will be taking questions right up until ten o'clock this evening. Uh, next one says female, age forty one, weight sixty five. I have arthritis in my lower back. I've been on a few anti-inflammatories: Arcoxia, uh, Celebrex, which doesn't seem to work. Uh, Tramacet used for pain uh, What do you recommend for inflammation? I also have tendonitis in my shoulder For three months now How long does it take to go away? Okay, so you said it's 40 years old? For, uh, 41 and 65 yeah. weight So you know that's a very young age To have arthritis in the spine uh, And in general terms Arthritis in the spine Tends not to cause much pain And it's picked up coincidentally so the chances are that the pain that she's suffering from is either coming from the ligaments around the spine or maybe even coming from around the hip area and she's feeling it in the back. And again, you know, you need to go and see your doctor, let him examine you carefully. Uh, chances are that the problem is more related to what we would call fibrositis rather than arthritis of the spine. In terms of anti-inflammatories, they don't work very well. Uh, and the main treatment is, again, painkillers. Tremacet is a very strong painkiller and it should improve the pain. Uh, but more importantly is to do exercise. And the best form of exercise for back pain is swimming. So I would strongly recommend that. Next question, Doctor, simply says, a 57-year-old male, 70 kilograms, passing stool that is hard. That means he's constipated mm. and needs to increase his fluid intake. Because the fact that the stools are hard means that they're very dehydrated, very dry. So it seems as if he's not taking enough fluids and therefore he's becoming constipated. And doctor, also when we say fluids, are we talking about specifically water? Because Any form of fluid, but mainly water, yeah. Uh, because uh, sometimes people say, well, I drink tea and I drink coffee. All of these things have, have, have a liquid in or fluid. In Any it. form of fluid. Okay, so it just needs to get more fluid. Any form of fluid, yeah. Okay. Uh, next question says, so now I'm doctor, 53-year-old lady. Every morning when I wake up, I have back pains. And the message just ends there. Yeah, okay. How old? 53-year-old lady. 53-year-old. She says every morning, we don't know how long. Is it from birth or is it <laughs> only a few weeks? Makes it very difficult, unfortunately, you know. And back pain is a very non-specific thing. So when it occurs in the morning on waking, then that's one of the so-called red flags that we were talking about. And the red flag there is that it may be an inflammatory form of disease like ankylosing spondylitis. So that's a specific form of arthritis that affects the spine. But again, one needs to examine the patient more carefully. It's very unusual to, ta to start at the age of 53, and it's generally much more common in males than females. So the chances are that she probably has what we call mechanical back pain, 
And again, a careful examination would help us to differentiate uh, what's happening. Number to SMS four seven nine one three. You call us zero two one double four two three five three zero this evening. Next question says Saddam, fifty two year old female. I had an up for triggered thumb five months ago. Thumb doesn't lock but still a bit stiff. Doctor says it's arthritis. Okay, so triggered thumb generally is not a form of arthritis. I don't know how much the thumb could bend before the operation and whether it's become less after the operation. Uh, But the best thing is to take your other hand and to try and bend the thumb as far as you can within the limits of pain. And inshallah, if the ligaments haven't become too stiff, then chances are that you may develop the movement back again. But it can take time. It requires a lot of work. The main thing is that they've sorted out the locking but the two are not necessarily related. You follow what I'm saying to you. So, again, w- without seeing the patient, it's difficult to be sure. Uh, but arthritis of the thumb is not that common. Next question says, Dr. Uh, Saddam, Doc, I'm a female, 57 years. My cholesterol is 7.4 GT. A cholesterol capsule and coconut oil that I must take 15 mil per day. Uh, on the other hand, I read that coconut oil is not good for cholesterol. Please explain. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know very little about that. Uh, and, you know, coconut oil, I don't know. Do people drink coconut oil? It's usually used in the hair uh, and so on, so I'm not quite sure. I think I think perhaps this person is uh, referring to B- uh, capsules, because they could be referring to capsules, coconut oil capsules, or... I'm not aware of oh, them, okay. I'm not familiar, so really I can't give any advice on that, unfortunately. Oh, okay, not a problem uh, there. Uh, next one says, uh, Salam, doctor, a 60-year-old female, weighs 70 kilograms. I've developed a scaly, itchy patch under my foot, and last two toes, uh, doctor, very painful. Any advice, Canela, uh, Jazakallah. Okay, so... You know, when a patient complains of a pain, uh, a scaling, itchy rash, then the first condition that comes to mind is a condition called psoriasis. And I don't know if the patient has a family history of psoriasis, uh, but psoriasis can sometimes also cause an arthritis, and that may explain the joint pain. So mm-hmm. it may be psoriasis with the psoriatic arthritis. And again, I think a doctor should be consulted, and they can examine and work out what it is. Another possible cause would be a fungal infection, but that shouldn't usually cause pain in the joints as well. So, you know, it sounds very much like it could be psoriasis and the patient may be developing a psoriatic arthritis. Uh, But again, I think you need a doctor to examine and work out exactly what it is. Salam, uh, this one says, I'm a female, 54 years of age, weigh 76. I'm in menopause since 45. Would like to know how long does menopause last? Very frustrating, not using anything, and would like to know if there's anything I can use for heart flushes, no other chronic illnesses. Okay, so menopause lasts forever. <laughs> you know, the okay. ovaries are gone. Nothing is going to bring them back. So <laughs> once you reach the menopause, then you're in the menopause. Okay. And the treatment for these hot flushes and so on is hormone replacement therapy. Now, I don't know, there's a lot of negativism about hormone replacement therapy, which I think is actually overplayed. Uh, and I think the best would be to visit your gynae, to discuss it with the gynae, and there's very effective treatments available for hormone replacement therapy. Uh, 
but there are risks as with any medication and you have to weigh the benefits against the risk. Uh, but I think the gynae would probably be the best person to assist you uh, in sorting out those problems, inshallah. Number two SMS, 47913. This one says, now my daughter is a year and three months. She's always sweating in her head. Uh, she, uh, he, she has no sign of sickness. I just want to know if it's normal for a baby to sweat so much. It's not normal. Uh, but, you know, just to sweat in the head and nowhere else is also very unusual. So, I must say... You know, the condition of sweating excessively is called hyperhidrosis, which means that you sweat a lot. Uh, and most times that is a sign of overactivity of the sympathetic nervous system. Uh, so you know when you're anxious and, uh, you know, worried and so on, then you often sweat a lot. Uh, but uh, to sweat just in the head like that, I think, you know, maybe discuss it with the pediatrician or maybe a skin specialist and let them have a look and see. It's a very unusual symptom. Number to SMS 47913 your questions for Dr. Kana this evening and uh, you can also call us up 021 and speak to Dr. live in studio. Doctor, just going back to the issue of back pain uh, very, very quickly. Um, there's the issue of also a posture that sometimes I imagine plays a role. Um, how important is it for us to observe correct passion? Perhaps sometimes could that be the reason that we um, experience back pain without realizing because we are uh, exhibiting poor posture? How important is, 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 is having good posture? You know, that's a very good question and I'm, I'm really not sure, to tell you quite honestly, because very few of us sit in one position for the whole day. I mean, most of us are sitting for a while and then you get up, you walk around, you come back, you sit. And I think sometimes uh, too much is made of posture. You know, even people who have what we call scoliosis, which is a bit of a bend in the spine, very rarely develop back pain unless it's extremely severe. And even then it's because of the mechanical effects of that rather than just from the posture per se. So my personal view is that it doesn't play a major role, to tell you quite honestly. But I'm not aware of any studies that have been done that could either confirm or refute what I'm saying. Doctor, just before we go to add <coughs> one more, and this one's in Afrikaans, so please forgive me. Uh, it says, Nant, doctor, ik is 54 jaar vrouw, vrouw, Joints, G-I-O-N-T-S. Maar my voeten pijn in brand nog elke dag en nacht. Wat moet ik maak? Dankie, shal mijn persoon. Okay, so this person had an operation on the foot. Uh, but it's not clear what kind of operation or why the operation was done. It's very unusual to do operations on the feet unless, you know, there's a fracture or some other problem. Sometimes there's a deformity of the foot. So it's very difficult for me to know why the operation was done in the first place. Now she's complaining not of pain but of burning, if I understand it correctly. Yes. And the sensation of burning is often what we would call paraesthesia, and we spoke earlier about that being a feature of neuropathy. 
So the chances are that during the operation they may have cut a few nerves and now the nerves are starting to regenerate and to grow back and that is causing the sensation. Uh, we don't know when the operation was done, so we don't know where it is in the stage after the operation. But most times this condition tends to improve, uh, but it's very difficult to put a time frame to it. Okay. Okay, and of course that's the voice of uh, Professor Kala here on the Voice of the Cape uh, Night Surgery, mm-hmm. 91.3 FM stereo. Uh, we're going to go for a break now. When we come back, we'll continue. Uh, do still SMS us uh, 47913, and uh, you can also call us up uh, on the landline to share your uh, questions for doctor, uh, general, question, general medical questions. We do advise that uh, when you do make contact, uh, share your weight and your age with us. Welcome back to Caravan here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. This is Night Surgery and uh, uh, we're in studio with uh, Professor Kala this evening. So you can SMS us all of your questions or call us 021-442-3530. This one says, uh, um, so now doctor, I'm 61. I've got pain from my neck down to my spine and my head pains. It's now three weeks. The pain I get it every day. Can doctor please tell me what it is? Okay, so... Again, very non-specific, you know, right from the neck down the spine. We don't know how far down the spine. Um, No pins and needles, no weakness. So the chances are, again, that it's a mechanical problem. Patient needs to take painkillers. I would strongly recommend that this patient starts swimming because I think that's probably going to be the best exercise for the ligaments and tendons around the spine. And inshallah, if necessary, even take painkillers in order that you can swim. And within a few days or weeks, inshallah, that pain should be a lot better. Next question says, uh, Saddam, I am a female aged 50. I weigh 65 kilograms. Sometimes I feel dizzy and very hot and it feels like my heart wants to jump out of my chest and it beats very fast. Okay, so... Maybe she's becoming menopausal and maybe she needs to see a doctor. The doctor can do blood tests which will show whether she is or not. But one of the other things that we think about when a person complains of the heart beating very fast and so on uh, is an overactive thyroid gland. Now, if it was an overactive thyroid gland, then the palpitations, which is this feeling of the heart being fast, would be much more prolonged rather than being there and then going away. So again, one needs to examine the patient, check the pulse, she may require an ECG and other things, but it's quite possible that she's now getting into the menopause and that explains a fair amount of her symptoms. Next question says, Saddam, doctor, 20-year-old female, weighs 75 kilograms. I have pains in my joints for five years now. Every time the weather changes. Uh, Today, a shooting pain from my right uh, shoulder, right down my arm. What could it be? My weight is, uh, okay, that's a different question. So ba- basically, person says that uh, they are 20 years old, weighs 75 kilograms, has a pain in uh, her joint for five years now. Every time the weather changes, and today she has the shooting pain from her right shoulder, right down her arm. Okay, so we don't know which joints are involved. We don't know exactly the extent. Five years down the line, it doesn't sound as if she's very disabled. 
didn't seem to require much in the way of medication. You follow what I'm saying? I'm just yes, trying to yes, put yes, things together. Yes. So to me, it doesn't sound like a serious form of arthritis. And again, seems much more suggestive of what we would call fibrositis. Now, fibrositis can affect many areas, including the shoulder. And I'm not sure whether she may have picked up something heavy or reached for something very high up or done something that could have caused a bit of uh, strain on the shoulder. And that is the reason that she's having this problem. But it could just also be a tendonitis of the shoulder, which uh, often requires a cortisone injection and she'll feel a lot better. It's only one day, so I wouldn't get too excited about it. Chances are it may even get better without medication. Uh, but the best way to start it is with simple painkillers and see what happens and then take it from there, inshallah. Sure. This one says, Assalamu alaikum. I'm a 40-year-old female. My feet pains for a few days, a lower back pain too. I'm also asthmatic. Again, very non-specific and painful a few days, getting better. You know, most times it doesn't mean that there's a, a, a serious form of arthritis on the go. And again, you know, with this kind of patient, you need to spend more time, you need to chat, find out exactly what's going on, how disabling it is, when it's there, how long it lasts, when it goes away, how long does it stay away, are there any things that make it worse or make it better, do you follow what I'm saying? Yes. So with the kind of information that we have available, unfortunately, it's very difficult to say for sure. Uh, the fact that she's asthmatic is probably neither here nor there in relation to the joint pains. Next question says, Saddam Doctor, 59-year-old female, has pain from a thighs into the side of a buttock and it feels like pinching or pinches uh, there. I have to sit for a while and take painkillers if it, it goes away. If I uh, take tabs, then it will come back in like a couple of hours. Please advise. Okay, so this doesn't sound like a pinched nerve, as we were speaking about earlier, you know, this disc that you were talking about, uh, the slip disc. And the chances are that this patient has got a problem that is more around the hip, again, a type of uh, what we would call fibrositis. The term that we use here is a bursitis. And again, I think if a doctor examines her carefully, he'll be able to work out what the problem is. The painkillers help and she needs to exercise and again the best form of exercise as I've been emphasizing so often is swimming. I do have to apologize, this is SMS has come in, it's 7412, that's the last part of the number. Uh, it's half an SMS basically, If I just have to, I just want to read it out to do justice to what I have here, but I don't think we'll be able to get anything out of it. It just says, all set up straight cause, it's very painful, can you tell me what the problem or cause of it can be? Shukran and inshallah. So that's not, that's very much, not even non, not even spe specific to uh, anything. So um, uh, please, if you could perhaps send that SMS in again, inshallah, the last the digits there is. 7412. This one says, Saddam, a male, 43. I have a burning sensation in my right leg, only from ankle till calf. It goes away when I sleep. Returns again next day for the last three weeks. Please help. Okay, so this is again a very strange kind of symptom. And you know, things that come and go often mean very little. So during the day, is it there all the time? Is it there when you're resting? Does it come on only when you walk? You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. These are all important pieces of information that we need. And unfortunately, it's very difficult for me to say what's going on. And 
you know, in that patient. And of course, the number to call zero two one double four two three five three zero. We've got a call on nine. Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam ufa. Alhamdulillah, zanti this evening. Mashallah. Can I call for Doctor Israkana? Certainly, please go ahead. Hello. Yes. Okay. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Ufa. Alhamdulillah. Ja, ho Afrikaans praat. Ik praat ho op jou van iemand of nog hoge bel om te sê moet vraag. Die ene sê nou lijkt as hy iet. Dokter, dan lijkt het die kos, die kos, hy slikke kos, maar dit lijkt die kos as hy klaar iet is, amal die kos sit amper soos dat hy op sy boos sit. Hoe oud? En dan bly hy soos die mens en so jou keel schoon maak. Ja, hoe oud is hy? Hy is nou sikker 70 sam oud. Ok. Okay. And then is that then drink a water and good. Mama, as I said, I did feeling as I clarify it, that then like it, it goes suck me off me. As ambers as it sit up his bores. And as I did water drink, let it form, let loose. No, it it loose not, doctor. Okay, all right. Okay, you can ma lister. Op je radio. Ja. Oké, okay, shukran. Okay. Alright, salam. Hey, salam alaikum. Wa salam. Oké, okay, so here we're dealing with the problem of swallowing. And especially in an older person, you know, one of the things we worry about is that there may be a cancer in the esophagus that is actually blocking the flow of food. Uh, and again, you know, in this kind of patient, we want to know if there's weight loss. Is it only for solids? Is it only for liquids? It sounds like it's mainly for solids rather than liquids. Uh, and this kind of patient probably needs to have what we call a barium swallow, which will show us the shape and size of the esophagus. And if we find anything, then we need to take it further, inshallah. Inshallah. Number to SMS 47913. We can call us up on 021-442-3530. This one says, uh, um, Salam, uh, I'm a female age 24. I weigh 56 kilograms. I've been diagnosed with uh, scoliosis, I have, a, have had a baby and everything was fine, alhamdulillah. But I want to know what the long-term effects of scoliosis is. Okay, so, you know, the long-term effects will depend on the degree of scoliosis. And from what you're describing, it sounds as if you probably have very mild scoliosis. And the chances are that you'd lead a completely normal life, inshallah. Inshallah. I mean, well, that's always something that the person wants to hear uh, when they phone in with a question. Uh, I think we've got about the SMSs we will need for this evening. So I do have to ask that uh, no more SMSs or calls. Alhamdulillah, I think we've reached our tally for this evening. Next one says, um, Salam, uh, doctor, please advise. I'm a 58-year-old female and has such thick veins on my arms and hands. It's so embarrassing. What can I use to make it not so visible? Nothing. Please advise. Unfortunately. <laughs> I wish there was something. <laughs> so um, There's okay. nothing you can use. Okay, okay. So so basically, this is just uh, something that people have yeah, to live with. Sure. Um, then also this one says, um, Saddam, 53 years old, have sweaty hands and feet since small in summer. Going to go for a thyroid test. Can't wear sandals because feet stays wet and wet hands to female. Female, uh, will they be able to help me? Shukran. Okay. What did she say about the thyroid? Uh, she says that um, she's going to go for a thyroid test. Uh, she's always had s- sweaty hands and feet as a child, mm. and um, she's 53 years old, and she cannot wear, okay. uh, I think she cannot wear closed shoes. Mm. 
Yeah, look, I mean, this is a typical case of hyperhidrosis, mainly affecting the hands and feet. Thyroid test is important. I don't know if it will be abnormal or not. If it is abnormal, then maybe treating the thyroid problem will help. Uh, sometimes we use what we call a beta blocker, which basically, you know, will control the sympathetic nervous system overactivity and may reduce the sweating. So it might be worthwhile to go and speak to your GP about that. Let him try or her try something. And let's see if we can sort out the problem, inshallah. If it's a thyroid, then maybe we can sort it out much more easily. This one says, Saddam, I'm a female, weight 65, uh, weight 65, age 50. I want to know why do I get my khayd twice a month? How old? Uh, she's aged 50 and okay. she weighs 65 kilograms. Yeah. So chances are that you may be starting to get into the menopause and now there's changes in the hormones within the system. Uh, but inshallah it should settle soon. But if you're really worried, then go and see a gynae and he'll examine you and check. You know, sometimes there's a polyp or some other cause of bleeding uh, that makes you bleed more regularly than once a month. Then this one says, uh, Saddam, 59-year-old female, funny feeling under my feet by toes, feels like a cushion. Hmm. Okay, and we don't know how long it's there. We don't know whether she's diabetic or not. Again, you know, the best is to go and see your GP, let him examine you, see what's happening. You know, sometimes the toes are a bit uh, curled up and then you're walking on that part of the mm -hmm. foot and that can cause a bit of a problem. Okay. But I think, you know, the best is to see your GP, uh, let him or her examine you and then uh, hopefully give you a better idea of what it might be. And then there's another question that says, Salam, what is dit as your bien steif trek? Ek is 60 jaar oud. Shukran. Okay, ja. Is dit net een bien of al twee bien? Is dit al die tijd of is dit net som tijds? Again, you know, very non-specific, unfortunately. So, if we're talking about cramps, sometimes there is a condition called restless leg syndrome. Uh, but it's again very non-specific uh, to give you any idea what's going on. And then this one says, Salam, doctor, ik is uh, 58 jaar oud, uh, vrouw. Doctor, ik krijg elke tweede aand as ik slaap, dan trek my keite bene en toe in een stokstijf. Ik weet nie hoe ik dit kan anteer nie. Okay, so why is it every second day and <laughs> not every day? Uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, why should the calves pull stuff? And when they do, how long does it last? Is there anything that relieves it? Do you follow what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes it's just footwear, and because of the pressure that you're putting on certain parts of the foot, that can be a cause of it. Uh, sometimes it could be a feature of diabetes. But why it should happen every second night for me is very difficult to understand. Okay, so yeah, that's uh, the SMSs we have for this evening. Uh, and then there's another one. Let's see. Okay, this actually, the this part just came in now of that SMS. So let me just see if we can tie the two together. I'll read from the top again. So I'm Dr. Ik is 58 jaar oud, vrouw. Dr. Ik krijg elke tweede aand as ik slaap, dan trek my keiterbene en toe in een stokstijf. Ik weet nie hoe ik dit kan hanteer nie. Die pijn is 
tussen weer my man probeer sy beste om my te kan kalm hou, maar die pijn is te seer, ek is diabetes, hier kan hulle raad, dokter. So perhaps I hope that gives a little bit more context. Yeah, again, you know, diabetes shouldn't be causing that kind of symptom. And why every second night, you see, that for me <laughs> is a bit of a problem. So again, I think go and see the GP, let him examine the feet and the calves, you know, and see if there's anything going on there. But I can't make too much sense of it, unfortunately. Inshallah. Well, Doctor, I think we'll leave it there for the questions uh, this evening. And once again, thank you so much for coming in and uh, uh, giving up Doctor's time. And uh, I'm sure the listener appreciates. We also do appreciate. And uh, every time I learn a little bit more. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, once again, all the best. And assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That, of course, was the voice of Professor Kana this evening on the night surgery. We close the doors now on uh, this part of the program. And when we return, inshallah, we'll be into a hospital hour. That's after the news at 10. So please do call us up, 21 SMS us 47913. Any of your loved ones not feeling so well, anyone you know you'd like to uh, share a, little, a few kind words with, uh, then please do uh, call us up or SMS us after the news, inshallah.